0: Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Our ideas come with a fully backed 30-day money-back guarantee.
1: Okay, um, I don't know how much money they're going to be spending on the ideas, so you know what? I agree with you on that one. We could, we could even extend it to a one-year money-back guarantee. Everything you paid us, you get it back at the end of a year. If you don't like the idea.
0: If you don't like it. So go ahead and try it out.
1: I'm Ethio, author of uh, currently Metagame on Royal Road, and one of these days I'll pick up Rune again.
0: Hi, I'm Eunice. I uh, write Fantasia and Eternosaurus on Royal Road. Although the word write is a bit of a stretch because I recently posted my first update in like 3 to 4 months. So, you know,
1: but it is an update, so you're still continuing to write, you know? We just we just call it that way.
0: Just constantly on hiatus uh, per the website. Absolutely
1: definition. the plan. All right. So, this week it's going to be one of my ideas and I do believe that I have the start of something even if it's perhaps not an entire thing. And I would consider this one an idea for a magic system more than anything else. Specifically, it's a magic system that's sort of based on talking things into doing what you want them to uh, in in exchange for different sorts of payment. So, like, if you want to do magic, it's like, hey, wind, can you blow? And then the wind talks back and goes, yeah, but you gotta give me, I don't know, a bowl of milk or something. And then you're like, okay, here's a bowl of milk. And then the wind is willing to blow. And then you can sometimes, you know it forward a little bit or enter into a contract with it.
0: So, this is a story of friendship and bribery. Exactly! <laughs> okay. Why does Wind want a bowl of milk?
1: I don't know. <laughs> 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 I didn't say that it was a complete idea, I said that it was an idea.
0: Okay. The first thing I would do is figure out what each of these spirits slash elements things in the world would want, but uh, if they just randomly want things that it doesn't necessarily make sense for them to want, then we can just go into the story.
1: Well, you could also make them want things that are, like, thematically appropriate if you really wanted. So, you know, wind asks for certain kinds of flowers and stuff, and it's just very nice. And then, well, I mean, I don't mean that the wind is nice, I mean that it's just like a nice even wrapping of things for you as the author to just stick things together.
0: Okay, I guess, like, I don't know, it lends itself to a lot of different directions you could go in. You could go like, oh, there are certain spirits that they just want milk, and but there are others that are like, well, you know, you gotta cut off the head of your firstborn child and offer me its blood, and that's a no-no in terms of deal-making. <laughs>
1: maybe i mean the more powerful or more obscure spirits or i guess they're not really spirits like embodiments of uh certain things require you to do more and more ridiculous things so like the embodiment of the wind you know that's that's everywhere it's always doing stuff but the embodiment of i don't know strength might require you to do something else
0: okay i feel like the glimmerings of an idea like I guess then, when you're making these deals with the spirits, you can't just like talk to them and be like, what do you want? Because if they could just tell you, then that would take all the fun out of it.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that they have some way of communicating what they want at the very least, if not perhaps direct speech. Because if you're just taking random guesses for a while, that seems a little bit strange at the very least. I
0: don't know, maybe like, yeah, they do a whole ritual to make a deal with the spirit and it it fizzles because they didn't have the right thing that they wanted.
1: Ooh, what if, um, what if some of them can communicate really easily and then others of them have a really difficult time communicating? Like the more often that somebody tries to make a deal with a, with one of these embodiments, then the better that that existence becomes at, communicating its own desires to the people that are trying to get it to do things where on the other hand somebody that like doesn't get a whole lot of talking to may just like send you a vague feeling of approval or a vague feeling of disapproval or maybe not even that depending on how human like they've become through interaction
0: okay I like it We got the seeds of a, of a main character I want the main character to be someone who just like you know likes making friends with spirits doesn't necessarily want anything. Just is like, yo, I, uh, I, you know, I thought you'd like this bowl of milk. And then the wind's like, thank you. Now what do you want? What can I do for you? Uh. And then the main character's like, nothing. I just, <laughs> I thought you'd like. It. Just builds up a lot of, a lot of, uh, of like, favors <laughs> with the embodiments, without actually ever like,
1: cashing them, manifesting
0: name. any power.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it.
0: So then, like, the embodiments arrange for things to be, like, very convenient for this character, who, like, doesn't even notice. (laughs) So I was like, oh, today's my lucky day!
1: (laughs) They say, having gotten whatever it was, like, specifically placed there by the embodiment of the river.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like, oh, the wind's going in exactly the right direction for me to speed on my, my boat ride.
1: Exactly. Huh, wonder what's up with that? (laughs)
0: he's like oh hi wind nice to see you
1: (laughs) incredibly obvious change
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) i love taking things into the silly realm
1: well i mean i kind of like it as like they sort of just walk around and like the world seems to just start going right around them and like everybody around them can obviously see this and they're like um that's a little strange don't you think But they just don't even notice, because, you know, it's been like that for years. It's just been how they roll, you know?
0: Yeah, like, that's not magic. It's just being nice.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's not about convincing them to do what you want. It's about convincing them to just help you out of their own accord.
0: Yeah, okay. I like that.
1: I like that for a character, but now I think we gotta get started on some of the other stuff. conflict well i mean we could go into world first and then conflict later because i think a good way to get into conflict is that because of the way that these beings uh work you sort of have this the world is very transactional feel that a lot of people could start to believe even if it's not necessarily true so Mm. a lot of people could be like yes and for everything you must give something and to receive anything you must treat it for something else when that's not really true
0: (laughs) okay so i guess there's like a really codified system of magic that.
1: well not codified magic itself but like codified sort of ritual of speech or ritual of communication but that would also carry into like person-to-person interactions too is what i'm saying
0: okay um I'm just imagining, like, magic textbooks that state what different spirits want, and, like, most of them are, like, inaccurate, or at best, like, out of date. Like, that's what the wind wanted, like, a hundred years ago, but it's moved on, you know? It's like a person that
1: grows and... Maybe it's not even, like, that it doesn't want the thing that it's getting, it's just getting too much of the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's like, like, why do I need a million of
1: these? Look, I enjoy that you have been Interacting with me and giving me this thing that I like but to be honest I've been getting this thing that I like every day for a thousand years at this point
0: And I'd like some variety, you know,
1: exactly uh,
0: But like most people aren't that good at like communicating with the spirits So when they try and like send a message like that
1: it or they don't even bother to ask, you know, they're just like yes Here is your gift for the result that i want
0: yeah it just comes out like this garbled feeling of half approval half disapproval and then everyone's like well i guess i'm not a very talented mage then
1: (laughs) (laughs) they don't even bother to ask they're just like here's your payment okay let's go
0: yeah it's like people just cast the same spell over and over
1: not even like half approval half disapproval just like Hired, like, acceptance.
0: And then, like, everyone's, like, freaking out because magic's, like, getting weaker in the world. Even if they cast the exact same spell.
1: Because they cast the exact same spell.
0: <laughs> because they cast the exact the like, same
1: okay, spell. It's like, okay, sure, I guess. I don't want to say that this was okay for somebody else and then not okay for you, but... Uh...
0: So I'll help, but, you know, I'm not gonna put all my effort into it.
1: Exactly. Magic's getting bored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I like the idea that there's like a societal panic that magic is getting weaker. When there there's nothing wrong with magic at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just getting incredibly bored because they- What's that word? Codified it? So it's like, ah oh, yes, the same thing. Again. Really? Could you at least come up with something creative? I want to do something. <laughs>
0: So, everyone talks about, like, the time of, like, the capital G Great Mages, you know, a few hundred years ago. And how they, like, they revolutionized the world of magic. And then, like, we have our main character, who's, like, the next capital G Great Mage. Oh,
1: that feels like, that feels like that doctor guy that, like, wrote down a bunch of stuff about the human body that, like, wasn't true, and then nobody bothered to check it. So, like, somebody at some point just writes down, and they're like super well-known as a great mage, but they write down everything that they do and all their spells, and it's super impressive. And, like, everybody's like, okay, so this is how we do magic. And nobody bothers to check if it's true or anything. They're just like, this guy was great, which means that everything he did was also great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at the time, those were very powerful spells. It's not like he was lying or anything. He just, like... He didn't detail his process for figuring out Like, he didn't write down how magic works, he just wrote down his spells.
1: Even better if he, like, didn't know how it worked to begin with. So he was just making new deals and, like, thinking that it was because of his system of spellcasting, when in reality it was literally just, like, he kept asking magic to do things and then magic was doing the thing. Or the embodiments of whatever were just doing the thing.
0: Yeah, kind of like, he was figuring this out, like, through just sheer repetition and like scientific method and like he did figure out what the spirits wanted at that time
1: well some of the things the spirits wanted even just not all of them yeah because as soon as he found something that wind liked he was like ah yes this is what wind likes so this what is what wind will get
0: yeah and then he, he moved on to the next spirit so he, he he made a huge list of all the spirits almost all the it's
1: spirits not even there. close to all the spirits it's literally just all the ones that he could think of
0: <laughs> yeah but then he wrote down a thing that they liked as the thing that they liked. And then everyone just passed it down, kind of like the way we pass down science these days. It's like, this is the, the truth.
1: <laughs> it is part of the truth.
0: And then from then on, everybody else has also been experimenting with this exact same method. They're like, oh, we've figured out a new spirit. Let's just try and make deals with it until it shows us one thing that it really likes. Write that down, move on. <laughs>
1: Exactly, because as everybody knows, each spirit likes one thing, and one thing alone, obviously.
0: And then, uh, our main character, you know, as a kid, went to a magic school, and was like, huh, so like, spirits like these things, okay, like, I don't really want anything, but you know, I have this extra whatever, I'll give it to the spirit.
1: Well, I was thinking that they do a little bit more of the Da Vinci method where they actually cut a person open and and we're like, hey, this doesn't match up.
0: How do you cut a spirit open?
1: Not like cut a spirit open in the literal sense, but like actually experiment with the thing that you're supposed to be experimenting with instead of just believing the knowledge that has been passed down for generations.
0: Yeah. This is like when they're a little kid and they cast their first spell and then they get this like weird sense of like, boredom slash fatigue slash and then they actually like parse it out and they're like the spirit feels bored maybe i should do something different and then that like leads to like a, a really strong sense of excitement and then from then on like that person experiments you know based on the the feedback that they get
1: and then gradually oh and they start asking questions like they start like just straight up like hey do you like this
0: yeah. And then, yeah, gradually, because they focus so much on, like, one spirit at a time, they figure out, like, how to actually, like, talk to them, and to the point, like, they can even, like, see them.
1: <laughs> and they're just, like, all around. <laughs> and there are way more of them than anybody ever bothered to. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's, like, a an embodiment of literally everything.
1: There's an embodiment of each specific tree. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, I think everybody, I think there might have been an issue here.
0: Yeah, like there's this embodiment of every tree, and then there's an embodiment of, like there's a greater embodiment of trees, but like it's hard to get.
1: Well, there's a, first there's a greater embodiment of each individual forest, then there's a greater embodiment of forests and a greater embodiment of trees.
0: And then at at a certain point, once you go up the hierarchy, like they won't notice you anymore because they're too large. (laughs)
1: you know that's that's fair enough you know they got a lot of things to pay attention to
0: but like the the way the this mage does it is like makes friends with all of the trees which then like uh catches the attention of like the forest who's like good job and 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 then eventually like (laughs) works her way up to like like an elder spirit (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's just like as it turns out, if you actually pay attention to things, things go better than otherwise. I don't know what's up with that. It's almost like...
0: And that everyone thinks that our MC is like a weirdo because like they tell everyone like his or her theory on these spirits and it's like so kooky that like nobody takes it seriously at all, even though it's right.
1: Exactly. They just uh, become, you know, sort of like a wandering magic teacher and they're just like, Yeah, so well, if you want your wind spells to work better, how about you try giving things within the category of sweet bakery things instead of what you have been giving? That doesn't make any sense. Well, try it. <laughs> and then it just works. No,
0: yeah, no, like like for instance, like the for the small winds for this the last two hundred years, they they have been sticking as closely as possible to like one recipe of like one type of cookies and then they're like have you tried <laughs> like changing the flavor of the cookies
1: <laughs> no blasphemous
0: it. I know- if it doesn't work, you've only lost one- one batch of cookies, you know? And then, like, the- the spell gets, like, a hundred times stronger. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay.
1: Gasp! This new recipe must be the central way to do this! No, no, just- Yeah, and then they- they- they're excitedly writing it down. She's like, no, 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 no.
0: You gotta keep <laughs> changing the recipe. And they're like, what?! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Good times.
1: I actually like that for a magic system. Sort of accidentally just completely ossified the way that magic works because a bunch of real smart nerds just wrote it down in the past and everyone was like, yes, these real smart nerds must know everything that there was to know. And empiricism and testing means that you just don't believe hard enough in what these nerds wrote down. Which, by the way, uh, just for the listener is in fact an actual thing that has happened in the past. So, don't call it unrealistic because there were a bunch of real smart folks who were not real smart in the area that they were talking about who said things that were just not true and were then written down and accepted as true for literally hundreds of years.
0: Yay, science. <laughs> the, the main character is kind of like a hippie, just kind of wanders around <laughs> and... uh helps people while talking to spirits that only they can see
1: yeah (laughs) well i mean everybody else could see them too if they you know started paying attention maybe they should do that
0: (laughs) maybe they should but they don't so it just looks like they're talking to thin air all day long and looking at things that aren't there very very absent-minded you know Would trip over things, except the spirits ensure that doesn't happen.
1: (laughs) The spirit of the stick gets out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the spirit of the ground just moves the rock before you accidentally kick it and fall over.
0: Okay, I feel like this person should have someone who just figures out that they're not talking nonsense and is like, I want to be your student. But like, they're still very indoctrinated in, in the ways of the other mages. So like every teaching just like fundamentally like boggles their mind.
1: No, that's not how this works. Yes, it is. No, no. Everything I knew was a lie. Yes, and you've now at this point said that literally hundreds of times. So when are you going to catch up? It's
0: like well, it's not. It's not exactly a lie. It's more more of a misunderstanding of the way spirits work. (laughs) <laughs> you know, well-intentioned, but, uh, yeah. It
1: worked for the time.
0: You know, you just gotta understand that that spirits are just like us, and we all are, are constantly evolving. Yeah.
1: Well, not exactly like us. They kind of are... Uh, well, some of them are effectively immortal, but, you know, that's fine.
0: They're like us, but you know, magical and immoral. But you know, the, the wind likes cookies. We like cookies. I'm not sure why the wind likes cookies. Doesn't seem to need to eat.
1: Well, I mean, you could just make it so that the wind can eat and like, it's very strange because like, whenever you offer the cookies, like the wind starts blowing and then the cookies just like start disappearing from the top and then are just gone.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like a mini tornado forms and breaks the cookies up. And then the crumbs just scatter into the wind. But it's just like, why does the wind want this in it? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't judge.
1: Look, you're asking questions (laughs) that don't need answers. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's just move on. Exactly. You know?
1: All right. So we do have sort of a world and sort of a main character. What should be the primary conflict here?
0: I don't know, that's not
1: my forte. You know what, that's fair, but you're gonna have to give me a minute, because I was hoping that you were gonna have something. I don't know why I was hoping that you were gonna have something, but...
0: I don't know why you were hoping... Since when have I ever had a good conflict?
1: (laughs) I think you've had a few. That you then immediately used in, like, novella length, and then Mm -hmm. dropped, so... Or finished, so mm. you know.
0: I don't know. Is it like the current magic schools start like hearing about this person who's going around teaching these heretical views and then wants to silence them?
1: I like that, but we've sort of we've sort of done that in the previous one. So I'm just kinda like, eh.
0: Also it wouldn't work because they're a great mage and then the other guys are just losers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. The, okay.
0: The spirits wouldn't allow it.
1: I think sort of the best way that we could go about this would be to make it something where just having stronger magic doesn't really win you things. So.
0: It's not just like stronger magic. It's like if anybody asked the spirits to do anything to hurt our MC, they would just say no.
1: Well, yeah. So it can't really be a conflict of like physical variety mm. it might be interesting to sort of have the main character decide to take a crack at just the transactionality of everything mm-hmm. where it's like hey so um changing the type of cookies that you're offering the wind i mean that's great and all but if you just offered the wind cookies every day regardless of whether or not you needed the wind and then you just ask for the wind later i mean that just works better
0: oh yeah Yeah, the other thing, yeah, about the MC is, like, on the rare occasion they do need a spell. Like, they don't prepare a ritual or a sacrifice or an offering.
1: They're just like, hey, could you do me a favor? Done.
0: And everyone's like, how the fuck does that happen?
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's like, because I've built up uh, Goodwill, so...
0: And then they're like, ah, I see. So you made the offering in advance. And they're just like, no, 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 no.
1: You you misunderstand because sometimes even with new ones, I can have them do something and then make the offering later. <laughs> oh, so you, it's just like a like a credit system, right? No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still like this is like clearly the, gonna be like the theme of the story, but I I still don't know what the conflict is.
1: Well, I mean, the conflict in this case is just essentially being that type of person in such a uh, transactional environment is going to uh rub up against a lot of other people
0: yeah but it's like their results don't lie so it's not like they'll have trouble convincing people once you have enough of
1: you're kidding right we have empirical proof that empirical proof does not change people's opinions on the matter
0: well, I mean there's there's like empirical proof, but then there's like in person, you know, like
1: Yeah, we we have we have, you know, facts that point to that not actually changing people's minds. So mm. really a lot of it's
0: I mean it's it's gotta be like flashy.
1: Kind of, but a lot of this would just come down to just convincing people through using their emotions that, hey, this way that you're doing things terrible. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I I assume, the the main character has more success with children, because like instead of teaching them about magic at all, it just teaches them how to like make friends with spirits.
1: Actually, now that I'm sort of thinking about it, based on who we have as the main character, I feel like this one would be better told in the same sort of one as. Well, I'm trying not to... So like a first contact story where the main character is not the perspective character. And the perspective character is instead like the people around the main character who are just like thinking things and watching this cool person do cool things as a sort of series of tales. Mm. That would actually be a lot of fun to read, I think. Where you just go through like a bunch of people who are having a bad time of it and and then they run into this main character who's, you know... Doing stuff, giving people a better time of it.
0: I guess it could just, yeah, in that case, that brings to mind, it's almost like a...
1: A series of short, like, personal conflicts that this person helps to resolve as opposed to...
0: Like, that makes it almost feel to me like it would be more of a, like, a historical document. And the actual story is set in, the actual present is, like, the future where everyone knows how magic works
1: that's also an option but i was thinking more of telling it like there's an ongoing conflict that happens like throughout it that you see sort of them dealing with like maybe they've found some sort of spirit that's been having a real rough go of it like just getting screwed over by everybody and then they decided to head out and uh, deal with it in that way I mean, the first thing that comes to mind in that case is, like, the spirit of death isn't particularly interested in live sacrifices. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't kill something. Hand me something that's already dead. (laughs) Or or something along those lines.
0: I don't necessarily think you can really make much of a deal with the spirit of death, because it's like, well, if you kill something, I guess I get it, like, earlier, but that doesn't change anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 I'm thinking, like, that there's some sort of there's some sort of spirit, it might be death, it might be something else that's just getting terrible things that like people are doing, and the spirit is just like i don't I don't like that
0: I mean, I guess you could tell the story from the spirit's perspective how they
1: <laughs> well, I was just thinking telling it from like different people's perspective, and then like the this character that we've already described, who's going around and changing things just like at the end of each one of these like small stories is starting to make like an impression on people like hey so this this other thing that we do a lot or at least do occasionally it's not great
0: okay i mean
1: <laughs> or the world's sort of in flux at the moment and like generating a bunch of big cities or industrializing or something and the main character's going around and saying hey so uh you are aware that when you create this big city There's a spirit of the city, and having them be ignored is just not going to work out well.
0: And then things don't work out well?
1: (laughs) Well, things don't work out well in a few places where there's a few, like, real disasters that you go through, and the main character is just like, well, I say main character. Again, they're not the perspective in this cell. It's just like that character is sort of there and helping to do stuff.
0: I see, I would be able to write what you're describing, but I don't feel the sense of central progression that would cohere it into one story.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the central progression mostly depends on, like, what whoever's writing this wants sort of the theme to be is the problem here, because this person, like, obviously they have their own issues and, and that sort of thing. but. Compared to the other people around them, they don't tend to have as many as uh, most people would. You're sort of telling a story that's bending to a theme as opposed to telling a story that's primarily around just, like, a central conflict. So that theme is what's going to be what your central driving whatever is. I was dancing around that a little bit. Uh, probably should have been a little bit more clear.
0: Yeah, this is not a, a plot-driven story, I guess.
1: It's a theme-driven story.
0: Not my forte, but, you know, if you like this sort of thing, you
1: could do it. Yeah, it would absolutely make sense. Plus, it would give you the uh, opportunity to make a bunch of fun, random characters that they meet along their journey and then slip into those characters for a little while, which I personally would enjoy a lot, but uh, units over here might not.
0: No, I like to spend (laughs) an entire book getting two people to fall in love. (laughs)
1: And by entire book, you actually mean, like, four to five chapters, and then the rest of the book is just them being there.
0: What? <laughs> oh, like being in love? Yeah. True. Well, I mean, that, that's how... Anyways, well, well let's, this is not a breakdown of, of the tropes of what I write, but... Um,
1: <laughs> no, it's not a breakdown. <laughs> it's a roast. <laughs> um. Which is also a joke, by the way. It's not that either
0: it works uh but yeah if you like little making little little scenes little worlds little little stories and you can link them all together and yeah like personally i would then group it together and then pretend that this is like i don't know like an account or like a collection of of stories historically true or something that
1: I mean, you could go the whole Don Quixote route where there's like seven to eight layers of narrative telephone for no other reason than satire, but that seems a little bit, perhaps, not the way to go. Uh,
0: Yeah, it would be like more of a...
1: The story's too sincere for that.
0: Yeah, it would just be a bunch of cute stories, but then with like an afterword that makes it clear that it's like, it's like a historical text or even a, not like a bibliography. But just, like, yeah, like, it's a book. Epilogue. To make it seem like it's non-fictional book within our fictional book.
1: Exactly, because that makes a lot of sense.
0: And then, you know, like, the end story of how, like, the mage became friends with the god of life or something and then turned into a spirit.
1: Well, there's not really any gods, it's just... Well,
0: at a certain point, like, what's the difference... Once you get a little bit up the hierarchy in concept, it's like, is it a spirit? Is it a god? What do you want to call it? Doesn't really matter.
1: See, actually, that might be an interesting place to leave it off where it's like, and then they started talking to whoever that was. We're We're still not sure. They might be a spirit. They might be a god. And there might be no difference between the two. And then the mage smiled
0: and disappeared and nobody ever saw them ever again. <laughs> Exactly, but witnesses who saw the smile don't think they were killed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> witnesses <laughs> report there was no blood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then people believe that uh, this, is, yeah, this mage actually became a spirit, but nobody has ever been able to find them to make a deal
1: with them. <laughs> So, frankly, we're just gonna leave it here, and uh, that's, that's where you should wrap up your uh, education for right now.
0: Yeah, and then the end.
1: <laughs> exactly. I do think that that's a general sort of description of where this story would go, so unless you have anything else to add, I believe we can sign out for today.
0: Yeah, if you like this story and want to let us know that you wrote it, uh, feel free to email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com.
1: Uh, if you liked this podcast, it would probably be best if you share it with your friends, read it on iTunes, maybe. Comment somewhere? Do, do places have comments? I don't actually know.
0: Not that I'm aware of, actually. Okay. It, it would help if either of us listened to podcasts.
1: <laughs> I listen to podcasts, I just very rarely interact with them, uh, which is bad, and I should fix that. Like, you should fix that by interacting with us.
0: Yeah. If there isn't a way, email us <laughs> and let us know.
1: Exactly. Well, no, I know that you can definitely rate it on iTunes. Okay. And you can, you can definitely share it with your friends or people who you think might be interested in this, even if they're not your friends.
0: Yeah. If you uh, want anybody to recommend to be a guest on, on this show, email us at guest at unwrittenimaginings.com.
1: You can also check some information about any guests that we've had in the past at uh, unwrittenimaginings.com, the website. You might want to put a www in front of that, but it's not actually necessary, I don't think, so feel free to type that however you want.
0: And then, you know, our writing can be found on Railroad, if you didn't already know.
1: Yeah, I think they can also be found on other websites too, but it sort of depends on...
0: You can't find all of my work on other websites, but you can find some of it. The, the the stuff that I've deemed worth it to cross post because I'm lazy.
1: You can only find certain parts of my work um, on on Railroad and other places. Uh, specifically, the stuff under the Atheo name. A lot of the time, while I was while I was not talking about the name in previous podcasts, it's because my primary project was uh, under a different name, which I will not be sharing here and will not be connected to Atheo. <laughs> uh, so sketchy. it really is you know
0: yeah all of my writing can be found under the name by googling unis 5656 including my 13 year old twilight fanfics if you really want to go there
1: (laughs) if you want to make fun of her for it you probably shouldn't but you can
0: (laughs) that being said they're solid fanfics and i stand by them
1: (laughs) 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 okay well thanks for listening And see you next Sunday.
0: Okay, bye.